Hello and welcome back to Spiraling in Suburbia. I feel like I need to find a different way to start the podcast. I feel like a double hello is just not what I'm going for, but I don't know what else to say. Like, in reality, if I saw one of my friends out and about, I'd be like, hey. But I just feel like that's not the way to start a podcast, so I guess I might just continue with the the double hello. All right, so I hope that everyone enjoyed the second episode. Like I said, it definitely dove more into a topic, social media. I feel like I could ramble on about it for hours and hours, but it was really just an opinion-based podcast episode, and I just had to get all that off my mind, but I'm sure I'll go into it another time as well. But today's episode is inspired by the classic rom-com, 10 Things I Hate About You, And at this point, I watched this movie weeks ago, but originally I recorded this episode to be the second episode that I posted, but I kept going back and forth with it. I feel like I didn't talk about everything I wanted to talk about in it, so I scratched that and now we're re-recording it. So like I said, it's inspired by 10 Things I Hate About You. So this movie was on the other day and I think it was just on like ABC or I don't even know what the channel's called anymore. I think it's Freeform. But you know when you just don't want to commit to Netflix and choose your own movie? Sometimes you just have to let cable choose it for you. So I put on Freeform and 10 Things I Hate About You was on. And I was like, I forgot about how much I love this movie. So obviously watched it all the way through. And it made me think about how the 90s and early 2000s was the time for rom-coms. I feel like all the classics were made then and they're just so good and as cliche as they all are and realistically Heath Ledger I don't think he would have ever serenaded a girl he liked in high school but I don't know and you know they just hold such like a dear place I feel like in everyone's heart and like everyone especially when you're young you grow up and you're like oh maybe those things will happen because movies are just, you know, blown out of proportion. But I don't know about you guys, but no one ever held up a boombox outside my window. And I don't think they really could have. Um, My window's not very accessible. So I just think they're hilarious at the end of the day and very cute. They're, They're wholesome. So that's where this whole idea came from. And obviously, you've seen the title if you clicked on this episode. And the title is Romance in the Spotlight, which you're probably wondering, what does that mean? And it's because I want to talk about dating shows, which hence the Romance in the Spotlight, like you're putting your love life out for the world to see. But I wanted to go into how we went from just classic rom-coms to now reality show and everything we want to indulge in we want it to be as real as possible and relatable, but rom-coms and dating shows are just not relatable at all, so let's talk about it. But first, we obviously have to go into what the most classic rom-coms are, or I guess we could go back and forth with saying they're chick flicks. I feel like a chick flick is more like something that is relatable to girls or whoever that pertains to, Whereas a rom-com is literally just, like, a romance that's funny, which, no duh, like, that's what the acronym is or, like, the phrase rom-com, 
But a chick flick, I don't know. I'd say a chick flick is more like the movie Clueless, where it's like very girly and feminine and whatever. Whereas rom-coms, I feel like it's easier for me to convince my boyfriend to watch 10 Things I Hate About You rather than Clueless. That's just my opinion, but I think there is a difference between the two. But for this, the sake of the episode and not repeating myself, I'm going to interchange chick flick to rom-com. So what are the best rom-com slash chick flicks of the 90s and 2000s? In my opinion, I'd have to choose, of course, 10 Things I Hate About You. And then second, She's All That, but the original one, I think they remade it with Addison Rae, that TikTok star. Um, And I think it's called He's All That, which... The trailer did it justice, huge flop, like, what's up with people thinking that just because they have a platform, they, like, have to go outside of that realm and, like, sing or dance or be an actor, like, if you don't have the talent right away, like, you don't have to act, it's okay. Not to say they ruin the franchise, but it's just, you can't, sometimes you can't remake the classics and no one understands that. And then third, and this is in no particular order, this is just my opinion, but 27 Dresses. And I'd say this is more of a chick flick than a rom-com. I love 27 Dresses. This movie was on a few months ago, and I hadn't seen it since I was really young. Like, not super young, but, like, at least 10 years ago. And it's just wild because when you watch it when you're younger or any of these movies, you're like, okay, like one day I'm going to have this apartment in the city and I'm going to, I don't know, like, you're like, am I going to be in all these weddings? Am I not going to be able to find someone to spend my life with? And then watching it as a young adult, an adult, whatever you want to call me, um, I was like, wow, this makes, this like hits home so much more. Not that I have 27 gowns in my closet, nor could my closet fit that many dresses, but it just, it really depicts like, oh my god, everyone around me is getting engaged or getting married or whatever it is. And just watching those movies or any movie that you ha- haven't seen in years, like, please do that because it's just, it's just crazy to see how you've changed over the years and how you watch the movie now rather than how you, what mindset you were prior. But anyway, I'd like to make an honorable mention to the movie The Last Song with Miley Cyrus. I think this is one of my favorite like romantic movies to this day it's so cheesy and you know your classic um what's that guy's name that makes all these films I need to look this up hold on okay Nicholas Sparks obviously I can't believe I forgot that but oh my god so good like that movie I lived for angsty Miley Cyrus. I think I owe like half my wardrobe choices when I was 13 to Miley Cyrus. And realistically, I shopped at like Justice. So I don't think I found any of the clothes she would actually wear, but I tried. All right. So according to the good old internet, the golden age of rom-coms was in the 90s for obvious reasons. But I feel like we're in a downward swing with them. Like I said, the whole remaking classics because no one can think of original ideas so you're kind of I feel like they're remaking these films for the new generation which is totally understandable they do that with everything and that's how these concepts live on but it's just when we grew up with these movies or like I don't I don't even think I was born when some of these came out but um Seeing these films remade, it just seems like low budget, not really an effort put into it, and just kind of cheesy. I don't know. that It's a biased opinion. I just love the classics, but 
let's talk about where we are now in terms of getting that getting that glimpse of like where's the romance now in film and TV in the industry and it's definitely reality TV. I'm sure that there's amazing movies coming out and there there have been, but you can't deny that the 90s and 2000s released all the good ones. Like even the 80s, all the John Hughes films with um like 16 Candles and I can't even name I that's all I can think of right now, but those movies like once again such classics very original ideas and I think like we do have that version now within Nicholas Sparks but I don't know something about the 80s and 90s they're just those movies are just so good but now we have reality tv I feel like that's really what people are focusing on so shows like Love is Blind, Love Island, Too Hot to Handle and of course The Bachelor and Bachelorette and I have a very strong opinion about these dating shows and I was talking to my coworkers about it the other day because I, like I said, I recorded this episode but now I'm redoing it and I thought that it was just my weird opinion that these concepts are just crazy. Like, you're going on a show to find love but if you're one of the contestants on The Bachelor, like, you just have to hope you like The Bachelor. It's just one person to choose from and the whole world's watching this unravel. I just think it's crazy but... My coworkers were like, no, it is really weird, like it, 100%. So it made me feel better about recording this and that I wasn't being mean. But I also wanted to say, it's not that I think the show is bad. I think the concept, it's just crazy that like we've allowed society to like come up with these concepts to show on TV for entertainment, where you put a group of 20-something people together and they're kissing, they're hooking up, they have these like special dates and rooms and I just think that that's not a healthy foundation to build a relationship off of but we use it as entertainment. It's like a Black Mirror episode. It's like should we be watching this? Should this be on TV? But it is so that's why we're talking about it but like I said the people I told my opinion to they were like no 100% it is weird but I wanted to say if someone invited me to one of those like viewing parties for The Bachelor and Bachelorette, I'd 100% go and have a great time. So it's not like I know this, these kind of things are super entertaining and I watched the first season of Love is Blind during quarantine and it's, it's entertaining, but the concept blows my mind. So let's get into it. The first ever known dating show was called The Dating Game and apparently aired in 1965 And it was more of a game show than a reality TV show, but I think it paved the way for what was to come within this genre of TV. Is that what you would call, like, a portion of TV, like a genre, or is that just used for, like, music and film? I don't know what to call, like, the differences between, like, types of TV. I guess it's a genre. I don't know. Um... Okay, so since it aired in the 60s and 70s, the theme was very retro, so essentially it was just the time for that kind of element to be portrayed on TV so it wasn't even retro it was just the 60s and 70s but if you look at pictures it's very cute and like colorful and essentially the premise of the show is a bachelorette or a bachelor would ask so let's just use the bachelorette um, scenario 
A bachelorette would ask three bachelor contestants a set of questions behind a wall that divided them so she wouldn't see their faces and then sometimes the roles would change so a man would be asking three girls a set of questions and then from there the winner would choose their pick from their answers so some of the some questions weren't even allowed like age name occupation and salary and I just want to talk about that really quick so especially on tv I understand why they would want to leave some things classified but I don't know I think I'm thinking about it too intensely but say someone's occupation was like slaughtering animals for food and that can like the person asking questions was a vegetarian or vegan I think that they would be like hey I can't date you if that's your occupation but I'm sure it's because they didn't want to create a biased opinion if your occupation makes you millions so I understand that but it's still kind of like, can you not know their age? Like, you can't see them. So what if they have someone, a contestant that's 30 years older than you and you don't want to date someone 30 years older than you? Going off of that, back to the show. That was my dog again. I hope you could hear that. She has the cutest yawn. She, like, squeals. It's so cute. So some celebrities even appeared on the show after their rise to fame, such as Michael Jackson, But on the other hand, um, a serial killer also was on this show. So the serial killer was a contestant on the show during his murder sprees, apparently. His name was Rodney Alcala. I don't know how to say his last name, so let's just call him Rodney A. And he was convicted of murdering six women and one teenager. And he was on death row, but apparently died of natural causes before his execution. So, going off of that, I'm guessing there was not very extensive... Oh my goodness, my dog right now is being crazy. So, I think it's safe to say that there were no extensive background checks, which I feel like is um, pretty relevant for the time. But that's just wild. Imagine you pick the serial killer and you're dating a serial killer without even knowing it. Like, I'm sorry. No, thank you. So, jumping ahead to the main topic is The Bachelor and Bachelorette. I just think it's wild that I'm, like, recording this and have such strong opinions. Moxie, really? Jumping ahead, so let's talk about The Bachelor and Bachelorette now that we've covered where these kinds of shows really originated from. So, clearly just your classic dating game show, just a cute little game show. So, let's talk about The Bachelor. So the first episode premiered in 2002 and there have been 22 or or more seasons and a bunch of spinoffs. So I think let's go into my opinions. Let's spiral, shall we? I think it's wild that a lot of people claim that they want to find love or they can't find love in the real world. So instead of giving yourself more opportunities, more time to figure out what you want, what kind of person you want, and not that if you're single, you have a billion options. Like, I know you don't, but now you're putting yourself in a very small-knit group and just hoping, one, you're chose. Like, it is a game where love is, it's not a game. And it just seems like settling. That's my first point, is this show seems like you're settling. And I think there's a few reasons that dating shows, to me, seem like a fever dream. So, you're trying to find love with people picked out by producers. So, they're very curated to be perfect, essentially, which is not the case. Um, 
And especially if you're the one getting chosen, you just have to hope that the guy or girl picking you is someone you like. You know, I don't know how it works. If you ask me, I feel like there's all these candidates, but when they sign up, they see who the bachelor or bachelorette is and they're like, they list out, you know, their hobbies, what they like, the personality and their picture. And then you're like, okay, I think I'd like them. So it's literally a dating app, but you only get one option and you just have to like love them because them choosing you means they love you. So you have to reciprocate. I don't know. I think a lot of people use this for screen time. So their intentions are not genuine. And it's also wild that you're supposed to find love when in reality, everyone's kissing each other and hooking up. So that doesn't seem very loyal. Like I said earlier, I don't know how to build a foundation off of that. It just seems kind of um, odd. Some of the rules and procedures that are typical for this show, one, contestants essentially have to quit their jobs because filming takes so long, and they also have to get a background check, an STD test, and a psychological exam before they're officially cast. So, I feel like this is good because, like I said, I don't know what kind of things are going on, but, like, you want to be safe as as well as knowing you're not dating a serial killer. Not saying a psychological exam would catch that, but you might get out the scaries a little bit. I couldn't find exact reports and facts on this, but most of the articles I was reading, apparently they don't make money, so the contestants don't make money, but other reports claim that the leads, so whoever is the bachelor or bachelorette, can get paid roughly $100,000, but some reports say that they're also as little as $30,000. So, I mean, at the end of the day, that's like entry an entry-level job, like paid roughly above minimum wage or a part-time job paid at minimum wage like 30,000 is probably more than what I was making in college so that's not a bad gig especially if you're getting the lowest pay but it's still like I don't know if I could trust someone getting paid to be on the show and also find love because I do they I think they get like a free ring I think they get to keep the ring if they're engaged or married for a certain amount of time but it just seems like there's so many like pros to it that you just get all this stuff in screen time and then it doesn't seem genuine that's my whole premise of this is like people want to find love on these shows but it doesn't seem genuine so after talking to my co-workers as well I think what I'm getting is this show actually doesn't matter no one wants to find love on it <laughs> they just want screen time and I think that's it like I think that they're open to the possibility of finding love But if you're putting this in the spotlight for the world to see, it just, I don't know. It's kind of like celebrities when they get in relationships and like actors, for example, if you're, if you meet on the set of a movie, like I feel like a lot of times the two leads end up dating and then they go on to do another movie with another romance, um, another love interest or something. And then they like get divorced and want to date that person. So it's like, when you're in this spotlight, you can't, you don't know, like, what to do or what's right or wrong. I feel like you're just caught up in the moment, and it's, like, it's, it's literally an episode of Black Mirror. Like, I feel like that's everything in life right now. I saw a, um, I'm sorry if you can hear my dog chewing her bone in the background. I've tried to get her out of my little recording area for, like, five minutes, ten minutes now, and she keeps coming back, which is lovely. She wants to be near me, but 
I can just hear her chewing this bone and it's not the vibe for the podcast. So I'm sorry if you can hear that. But what I was going to say is I feel like everything right now is a Black Mirror episode. I saw a video the other day of a fashion show like on the runway and everyone was recording in the exact same motion, like recording her walk down the the aisle or whatever you want to, the runway, not the aisle, walk down the runway and just like move and record and it's like all these content creators are just creating the same content and I was like that's like mind-blowing like we give these content creators and influencers this platform but at the end of the day like half of them are just making the same content so Black Mirror I swear but I want to know your opinion on these shows and if I know that they're for entertainment and I know that they're they're fun to watch and I know good things have come out of it. I hear people talk about, like, the couples and who are their favorites and who've stayed together. But what's your opinion on this? Do you think I'm crazy? Or is the concept a little sketchy and weird? But at the end of the day, I mean, think of dating apps. Like, we we are doing that to ourselves as well. Like, we have this, we have access to hundreds and thousands of people online that we just say yes or no to and then if we both say yes then you go on a date or something like that's basically our version of a reality dating show but the amount of shows that are coming out it's kind of like a singing show like American Idol died a little now we have The Voice and it's like The Bachelor and Bachelorette have been on for years so now we have Love is Blind where you can't even see the person which is such a pure and cute idea but you don't know this person at all. Like, I think it's a great way to, like, find someone different and not go off their appearances, but you really only get to be on the show if you, like, get engaged to the person if without seeing them. So say you're just like, I want to be on the show. I want to get some money, get some brand deals. You're just going to be like, I'll try to find someone I love. So it just seems like a hoax a little bit. But I know, like I said, the shows are just for fun and games. If something comes out of it, if something comes out of it, then that's amazing. But my opinion on them is it's literally Black Mirror. So what's your opinion? Please let me know. My Instagram, my Instagram is spiraling in suburbia and Moxie also decided to bring her bone back over here again. So thank you for being a part of this episode and annoying everyone listening. But once again, let me know your thoughts. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you for spiraling with me as always, and I'll talk to you next week.